right, welcome back to the Joe Cozo Show. We have lots to talk about. I got something going. I got something cooking here. This is the big leagues. It's New York. I said I was in the worst neighborhood, man. I said I had a near-death experience. Crazy? Robert, if you've been through what I've been through in the past month, you'd be, you'd be crazy too. here October 19th 2022 I haven't done a show in quite some time it feels like forever and there's a lot of reasons why you know a lot of personal reasons my girlfriend and I we broke up red who is a great supporter of the Joe Cozo show and a fantastic person but you know things like that things like this happen And I'm going to talk about that more when we get into the show here. And that was one of the reasons why I haven't done a show in so long. But the other reason was, too, is I'm trying to find myself. I was doing politics, and I was so engulfed in the politics, okay? As you know, it was back when it was COVID starting, and I really started getting into, well, actually, to be honest with you, I really started getting into politics once Donald Trump became president. And the show wasn't really even about politics then. But the whole world changed and the show changed with it. And I thought, you know what? Adapt, keep going, let's get it going. And it it was impossible to talk about anything else because that's all everyone was talking about. And that was a major mistake for me because talking about politics every single day ruined me, especially even to the fact that when, you know, they started censoring certain conservative speech. So I wasn't able to talk about vaccines. I wasn't able to talk about the election and what was going on with the election. Couldn't talk about COVID in a certain way unless you were vaccinated and you were all for it, unless you're a Democrat. And then every single day, I would wake up in a negative mood. The first thing I would do, I'd get out of bed, right? And what do I do? I'm listening to Fox News, Fox in the morning, and they're negative. And then at night, what am I doing? I'm listening to Tucker Carlson. And in between, I'm reading Twitter all day long. And then I'm doing my show, setting up the show. And again, it's just all negative. The news, and I went to college and I graduated, graduated in journalism. And the one thing that you learned there was if it bleeds, it leads. Well, if something is bleeding, then something good isn't happening, right? So right there should have been the tell-all sign for me is, hey, listen, man, you want to get into this you're going to be all about doom and gloom. And that started to take a toll on me. I'd be in a negative mood. I would not want to do, you know, certain things because I always thought, oh man, we can't, we, I can't go do that. I got to keep concentrating on what's going on. I got to stay up to date on what's happening. The, the economy is collapsing. America is collapsing. America is not what it used to be. Transgender is all over the place. They're indoctrinating our children, whatever it is. And I'm telling you right now, I'm just totally done with it. I rarely listen to the news. I rarely go on Twitter. And now I wanted to start changing my life and have more positivity in my life. You know, again, it's just 
This world and what has happened, and I believe it's for, because of the internet. I really do. Once the internet you know, came along, if you remember the family structure, right? A Friday or Saturday night, the whole family would get around the TV, they would watch Family Ties or The Cosby Show or Facts of Life or Sanford and Son, The Jeffersons, and it would be a family event. A movie would come on HBO and you'd be like, oh, here it comes, nine o'clock is movie time or eight o'clock, whatever it was. And it wasn't a lot of channels to pick from. And that's it. No one else is doing anything else. Everybody's sitting around next to each other. You're under the blankets. Maybe someone wants to make some hot chocolate and we're all drinking hot chocolate together and we're watching TV. But those days are gone. The family structure is gone. And America, the way that used to be, is gone. And it's all because of the internet, now especially with smartphones. And everyone is either on their phone, totally in, you know embraced in whatever they're doing, on TikTok, on Facebook, on Instagram. And those days are gone. And these people... Whenever you're on your phone, you get these notifications that pop up. And again, it's just New York Times says Joe, uh, Donald Trump is ready to start a war. And it's like, well, what do you mean he started a war? And then you just start diving in. And if you're then covering it and every day that's your job, I feel bad for these people. I do. You know, Tucker Carlson's the best, but I feel bad for him because that's all he's doing. It's just all about doom and gloom. MSNBC, CNN, lying, through Ameri lying to Americans. And then even like now, if you want to, you, you turn on the news for one second. The other day, I, I said, ah, oh, let me see what's going on here. And then here, this is what I get to see. Joe Biden talking about nuclear war. Here, watch. Well, no, I don't think anyone, any rational person saying the initial use of tactical, nu of a nuclear weapon, killing thousands of people, does not have the prospect of leading to something that can be way out of control. I don't even want to hear that. Because now I'm sitting there and now it's affecting my whole day. Well, what's the, what's the use of trying to better yourself if we're all just gonna, going to die? And that's just negative thinking, right? And I'm like, I'm not watching the news. I'm not doing this. And then you turn on the TV and I live in New York here and then you get a commercial like this that comes on. So there's been a nuclear attack. Don't ask me how or why. Just know that the big one has hit, okay? so. What do we do? There are three important steps that I want you to remember. Step one, get inside fast. Step two, stay inside. Shut all doors and windows. Have a basement, head there. Step three, stay tuned. Follow media for more information. Don't forget to sign up for Notify NYC for official alerts and updates. No, thank you. I don't want anything to do with that. That is one of the most ridiculous things that I've heard. What are we back in the 1960s, 1950s with the Cuban Missile Crisis? I, again, this is what I'm talking about. And the media and all of this, you, get, you, you, you could do a deep dive into this and go down a rabbit hole. And I was continuously down that rabbit hole. Everything, what's bad news? Who's doing what? Joe Biden is the worst. Donald Trump is the worst. America is crumbling. Russia is invading. You know, vaccines, vaccine lies, lockdowns, all of it. And, you know, some people, maybe they love it. Maybe they just can't wait to get that. But for me, 
I need more positivity in my life. So that's why I started to structure and say, okay, what can you possibly do? How do you get back to where you were before all, all of this, all this politics with Trump and all of that? But one of the things that has gotten me out of that rabbit hole, out of that doom and gloom thing, is being positive, believing in God, praying every single day, which I truly believe. My life has changed dramatically the day I started coming into this studio, and before I do anything, I pray to God, okay? But I don't just pray and ask. I'm telling you right now, if you want to change your life, first of all, the only way you're gonna change your life is actually changing things in your life. If you're just gonna get up and do the same thing every single day, it's just like that definition of insanity, right? That's exactly what it is. Doing the same thing every day, expecting a different result. That's insanity. You have to actually change. And one of the things that I didn't have in my life, one of the beliefs was that God doesn't exist. And as soon as I started putting God back into my life, and the key is, from the readings that I've been doing, the motivational things that I listen to is, and, and just my own personal relationship with God is giving thanks to Him, right? Thank you that I can walk. Thank you that I have two eyes that I can see. Think about people in this world that do not have two legs. Think about your life right now that you can get up and you can go do whatever it is that you wanna go do and walk there. You can get up out of your bed and walk to go to the bathroom. There are people in this world that can't just get up out of bed in the middle of the night and do that. It is a huge ordeal for them to get up and go to the bathroom with no legs. How about one leg? How about one arm? Imagine having one arm. Now, I'm not saying that life is over because of these things. It definitely is not. They live a great life. They do the best that they can. But for people like you and me that have two arms and two legs, do you give thanks to God for that? Once I started doing that and showed gratitude towards God, then it was different from when I wanted to ask God for things asking for an abundance. You cannot be afraid to ask God for the things that you want. But if you're just asking all the time and you're never giving thanks, you're not gonna get it. And I learned that lesson. As soon as I started living a life of gratitude, my whole entire life changed. The ability to see. Imagine not being able to see. Imagine going through your life every single day. You wake up and it's complete darkness. You go to bed, it's the exact same thing as, as if you were walking around all day long. Somebody's got to hold your hand. You know, these little things that we just do not, you know, really think about during the day. We just take these things for granted. I have a good friend of mine, <clears throat> and I'm going to have him come back on the show because now the show's back. Back to the way it's going to used to be, but more with a positive twist to it, more of a motivational thing. But having guests come on, even if it is through virtual. One of a good friend of mine, and he was a guest on the show, and I met him through the show, was a guy named Wilson, the medical marijuana guy. He now lives in Florida. He had a severe accident, and this guy has like three or four plates in his back, his neck's got screws all in it, and every day he wakes up with pain. Every single day, and you can follow him on Twitter too because he talks about it. He taught, you know, and the reason why they call him the Wilson, the medical marijuana guy, because he smokes pot because he is in so much pain to relieve it. But I guarantee you, he sits there and says, Man, I remember 
when I didn't have this pain and I, I forgot and I didn't think then on how good my life was. But now, because I'm in pain, waking up every single day in this excruciating pain, I now value my life in a different way. I look at life in a different way. And my thing is, is this, why do you have to wait for a tragedy to change your life? Why does it need to be you have to get bad news from the doctor? You don't. You can start today. You don't need bad news. And our minds, right, is like a mental factory. We put all of this negative stuff in our minds. What do you think is going to happen? Or we're going to do is start thinking and doing negative things. We're going to be living in that swamp of negativity. What you put in is what you're going to get out. If you take care of your body in a certain way, eating fruits and vegetables, right? You start feeling good, right? You feel different if you ate an apple as you know, opposed to four cheeseburgers at White Castle. What's the difference? You feel light on your feet with your apple. You feel healthy. Your mental is different. You eat those four White Castles within 20 minutes. You feel like you got a rock in your stomach. You're depressed because you said, oh man, I can't believe I ate that. I should never have done that. I knew I should have eaten that White Castle. And here comes the negativity. Put positive thoughts in your mind and things will change. You have to be positive. You can't continuously put all of this negativity in your mind here. And you have to watch what you see, watch what you're listening to. That's why I listen to audiobooks every day. The first thing people do when they wake up, what do they do? They reach for your phone, right? You reach for your phone, you're sitting in your bed, and here comes all the negativity. You saw Joe Biden is now, you know, inflation is through the roof. Russia and um, Ukraine, war is intensifying. The economy is basically collapsing. Your 401k is done. Immigration, you know, immigrants throughout the border, crime through the roof. This one died. School shooting, this school shooting. And here you are at 7 a.m. And you just woke up to nothing but negative thoughts. So I don't do that anymore. And again, this is all a choice. It's a mental choice on what you want to do with your life. You don't have to pick up that phone and do that at all. You could wake up and you could put that phone to bed or you could pick that phone up and start listening to motivational tapes. Start listening to Tony Robbins, Jim Rohn. Start listening to Eric Thomas or Les Brown and getting up in the morning. Start really starting and listening to positive things. Steve Harvey, whatever it may be. And that will change your outlook. Think about it. Think about it if you wake up and all you do is you get the newspaper, the first thing you do, and three people were killed in New York City or three people were killed in Oklahoma City or LA or wherever you live, in Tallahassee, Jacksonville, Florida, right? You're like, oh man, this person died. This person is now a paraplegic. Oh, I feel bad for that. Look at this, look at that. And now that's how you start your day. And that's just an avalanche of what things are going to be to you know come throughout the day. And again, Happiness is a choice. And that's what I'm starting to do. I want to start choosing happiness. You have to stand guard to the door to your mind. And that is a quote from Jim Rome. Here is Jim Rome. Listen to what he says here about not allowing the negative thoughts to come in. Every day, stand guard at the door of your mind. How important. 
stand guard at the door of your mind. Really break that down for a second, right? Stand guard to the door to your mind. Have a watchdog there. Be, you know, recognize that negative things are starting to come into your mind. You have negative people in your life. That's why it's so important to, you know, flush out those negative people. Stop allowing people on social media to tell you that you're a bad person and then you actually care about it. You know, how many times did you really want to start something but somebody in your family member said, no, you can't do that. How about this? Forget about the outside. Think about the enemy that's within. We are our own worst enemies. You ever hear that saying? You're your own worst enemy? What do you mean by that? What do they mean when they say you are your own worst enemy? I'll tell you what it means. It means you're the person telling, not today. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to write that book, but first let me make myself something to eat. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to start this new business venture. I'm going to make that phone call that's going to change my life that, you know, to see if I can get that loan. And then you don't do it. You put it off. Why? Resistance. Resistance is the killer of everything. It kills dreams. Excuses kills dreams. Procrastination is a dream killer. And we do that to ourselves all of the time. It doesn't matter who you are, what race you are, if you're black, you're white, you're Latino, whatever it may be, Asian. We're all human beings and we all function the exact same way. We allow those thoughts to take control over our mind instead of pushing them back. And again, it really is simple. Stop thinking about these negative thoughts and stop living in the past. How many of us, oh my God, things were so much better then. I had such a great time then. Things were different back then. Your mind doesn't know the difference between when you start thinking these negative things or start thinking about the past, which you know, you constantly do. You're, you trick your mind into thinking that you're there. And if you're thinking always negative, oh, I remember the last time that I was going to try this, this happened and it didn't work that way. Well, then why do you think that it's going to work again? Because all you're doing is conditioning yourself to think negatively, negatively. Neg all you're doing is thinking negative. Sorry, couldn't get it out. So I was talking about now my relationship with Red. And I will say this, I have nothing bad to say about this person, about my ex. She was absolutely phenomenal and I had a great time with her. True, staunch reporter, uh, um, supporter of the Joe Cozo show, always supportive in everything, but it just didn't work out. And here I am now though, at 48 years old, and this is another failed relationship that I have. And you know, you could look at things when bad things happen in two ways. You could look at it and say, oh wow, woe is me. What am I going to do? Or, and it's the approach that I'm doing saying, okay, I have a new lease on life here. I have an opportunity. I have the now ability to stop being this ordinary Joe, right? Isn't that the, the, the key there? People choose to be ordinary. And if you don't want to be ordinary, and this is what Steve Harvey always says, you put the word extra. That's why it's extraordinary, right? If you want to be extraordinary, you have to put the extra work in. 
And now that I'm not in a relationship, and listen, there's a lot of great things in a relationship and then there's a lot of bad things. One of the bad things, in my opinion, is that you always have to answer to someone, right? Or your life isn't really your life when you're in a relationship. I now, we don't have any kids together, we weren't married, so now I have the ability to start over with a clean slate. And the only thing that I am now worried about is not meeting someone new. I'm gonna tell you right now, at 48 years old, I could care less about girls. I don't even think about it. Meeting somebody new is the last thing that's on my mind. You know what's on my mind right now? Money. I want money. And people say, oh, money isn't everything. Money helps. Let me tell you something. For someone that has had no money, then had money, then lost money, then had money, then lost money, and the cycle goes on and on, every time I've had money, I was a lot happier. Why? Not because I actually had the money, but because it helps. I get to do certain things that I want to do. If I want to go out to eat and I have money, I don't have to worry about it. If the bills come in, I'm not now depressed because I don't know how I'm going to pay. You know how many times in my life that I've played Russian roulette with credit cards? Okay, all right, I got to pay my mortgage today. Well, I don't have enough money, so let me take this 0% interest for six months on this credit card, and I can take out $10,000, pay zero interest on it for like six months or a year or whatever it is, and then I could start paying things off. But then all of a sudden, what happens? Six months comes. A year comes later. Now I, still, now I owe this large balance, but I still have to pay my mortgage. So what do I do next? I get another credit card, take out the other loan to pay off that one. I have a little bit of scratch left over, and now I can pay my mortgage again. But yet, the vicious cycle just continues and continues and continues. So at this point in my life, at 48 years old, I have to start saying to myself, well, what are you doing? What's going on here? And one of the things that I have a problem with is when I am in a relationship, I'm all in. And I tend to stop, you know, I, I stop focusing on myself and I'm so consumed with the relationship, with the other person, doing things for the other person. And then everything else in my life then slack. So again, was my relationship great? Had a great time. Great memories, great everything. But now I have this new lease and now I'm looking forward to moving into a new direction, focusing in on me, being positive, listening to the tapes, writing a book. I have a book that I want to write about men, right? And how lost men are growing up because there's no guidance anymore for men. If you're a heterosexual male in America today, you're, you're demonized because of what's going on. And men don't have a lot of father figures in their life. I didn't have a father figure in my life. I had to figure everything out. And every time I learned something, it was because I had to, someone had to teach me it or I had to figure it out on myself. And that's another thing that I want to do with this show here. Help men. Help women too. It's about being positive. It's about motivating yourself. You have one life. That's all we have. That's all we have. And instead of sitting there every night watching Netflix, sitting there trying to find a show, because I can't tell you how many hours that I have wasted in my life sitting there with the Apple TV remote and going through Amazon Prime, Netflix, Hulu, movies, scrolling up, scrolling down, watching trailers, and then all of a sudden an hour passes by. That's just one night. I've been doing that probably now for three years, probably have wasted, I don't know, 60 hours of my life. 60 hours 
of my life gone trying to find something that I want to watch on TV that I'm getting nothing out of. It gets to the point it's so bad that I'll start watching things that I've already watched before, which is probably one of the most ridiculous things that a human being could ever do. I, I saw it before. I've already watched it. I'm watching it again. I know it's going to happen. And now an hour and a half of my life gone when I could have been productive. And that's now, again, when you have a new lease on life. And it doesn't matter if you have a girlfriend, you don't have a girlfriend, you're married. You can start your new lease with or without someone in your life. It's really just a choice. I chose not to because, again, I was consumed in my relationship. And that's what we always do. We lose ourselves. You don't have to lose yourself. Okay? Because if you're not functioning correctly, then really the relationship is not going to function correctly. And I take a lot of responsibility in that, in my relationships, because I wasn't happy. And here's the key in relationships. If you're not happy, you cannot make other people happy. And that's just the truth. If you're not happy in your life, then your relationship is going to crumble because that's going to then go, it's going to infect the relationship like venom, right? That's what it's going to be. That's what's going to happen. So back to this six years, you look back and I could sit there and say, I dated this person for six years. Wow. That sucks. Oh, wow, I can't get those six years back. Those six years, regardless if it was for a relationship, regardless if it was a job, you learn from that. Nothing is a mistake and nothing is regrettable. Everything gets you to the point that you are here right now. But what are you going to do with this right now? What are you doing with your life? Are you moving forward? Are you progressing? Happiness is about progressing. If you're not progressing, there's no way that you can be happy. You have to constantly be progressing with your, with your life. That's the most important thing. And you have to start getting this negativity out of your life, these negative thoughts. Here, let me, um, let, let me show you this here. This is from Les Brown, okay? Listen to this quote that he says here. Listen to what he says. This is on one of his motivational books. It talks about negative people. Let's listen to it, and then we'll come back and talk about it. Birds of a feather flock together. You run around with losers, you will end up a loser. Unconsciously, unconsciously, you will pick up their ways, you will pick up their habits, you'll pick up, most importantly, their attitude about life. If you're around cynical, negative people all the time, you will become cynical, and negative so you got to watch yourself many of us are living out the lives of other people living out their conclusions living out of their consciousness one apple can spoil a whole barrel one negative integrator energy drainer can spoil your whole life really think about that right birds of a feather flock together if you're hanging around negative people if you have these negative people in your life get rid of them life is too short because that negativity, and just like I said, when I was waking up every day, listening to news, all this bad stuff happening in the, around the world, it started affecting my life. Now, translate that into people that sur you surround yourself with, whether it's family members, friends, relationships, whatever it is. You have negative people that are constantly in your life. I hate my job, right? How many of us have those friends, right? How many of us have friends like that just, you know, I hate my job. I hate what I do. I hate going to work every single day. You're talking to them on the phone 
or through, you know, via text messages or whatever it is. That's not a positive thing. You are the average of the five people that you surround yourself with. And let me tell you another thing. If you are the best person in the group, get a new group because you're not going to grow. You know, think about like a marathon runner. If you have, you are part of a five person group and you're winning every single time, you're never going to increase your speed. Why? Because you're always winning. You never have to keep, you know, pushing forward. You always win. But now you get into a group and let's say you're the worst runner out of the group. What are you going to do? You're going to keep trying to get better and better because those people that are ahead of you are going to motivate you. You need people in your life that are going to motivate you. It's the truth. How many people are you have in your life? Whether it's your sister, your brother, whether, you know, a sibling, whatever it may be, a father, your mother, always constantly negative. I know it's your family member, but get them out of your life. Leave those negative people alone. Leave them alone. They are dream stealers. You want people that want to live their dreams, that have these big dreams and all they're doing is trying to reach them, right? Positive people. Here, this is Joel Osteen talking about negative people. If someone is not for you, if you have to talk them into what God put in your heart, you don't need them. Don't let them poison your spirit, convince you that you can't accomplish your dream. Rule your atmosphere. Get rid of the naysayers. Quit spending time with people that don't see your greatness. Don't value what you have to offer. And don't recognize the calling on your life. I've learned if you'll get rid of the wrong people, God will bring the right people. It is the truth. Right there. And these are people that are successful people. That's another thing. You want to study greatness, right? If you're in a certain profession, let's just say you want to be an architect, right? Well, start studying successful people that are in the architect business. If you want to be a sports broadcaster, right? Start studying people that are very successful in sports broadcasting. Because if you're not doing that and you don't find out what the path is, how they, what they took to get to that successful position, then you're going to be lost. And don't be afraid to ask questions. Every, so many of us are so afraid to ask successful people for help. And I don't mean going up to a successful person and saying, can I have $100,000? Because then that person's going to sit there and say, well, that's not how I got here. Nobody just gave me $100,000. But if you ask a successful person, what was the path you took? What was the grind like that took, that took you to get to this spot? Oh, I'll tell you right now, they'll sit down and talk to you for hours. Hours upon hours. And that's something that we have to always understand. You got to do the work. That's something that in this time off that I've had, that I really wasn't grasping until I took this time to find myself. Do the work. Because for me, every time that I would sit down and say, okay, I'm going to do this show, I'd sit down and say, well, before I sit down, let me get something to eat. Let me get, let me get a cup of coffee here. Nice, nice cup of coffee. I get the coffee. I start sipping it. I get down. I start typing away. Uh, and then I take another sip of the coffee. It's a little cold. Let me get up and put it back in the microwave. Anything that I can do. You got to stop with the distractions. Put the phone away. Turn it on uh, airplane mode. Stop with the emails. Don't have the emails coming in. Do the work 
so many of us don't do the work. All those things that I just told you is called resistance. What did I learn that from? Okay, that is from Do the Workbook called by Stephen Pressfield. You should definitely, definitely listen to it. I'm listening to it. I, this is my second time listening to it because it's that good. And you gotta keep listening to these tapes over and over again because while you're listening to things, you know that your head wanders or you might be, they talk about something that's really good that you can relate to and then all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, I remember that, but now you're not listening to the book anymore. So if you listen to it a second time, there's things that you didn't get the first time that will then come in. Listen to this here. This is Stephen Pressfield about do, doing the work. He's talking about resistance and making excuses for not sitting down and actually doing something. Steve, he said, God made a single sheet of yellow foolscap exactly the right length to hold the outline of an entire novel. What did Norm mean by that? He meant don't overthink, don't overprepare, don't let research become resistance. Don't spend six months compiling a thousand page tome detailing the emotional matrix and family history of every character in your book. Outline it fast, now, on instinct. Discipline yourself to boil down your story, new business, philanthropic enterprise to a single page. What he's basically saying there is what happened in my life, what was happening in my life, right? Research, you can get caught up in research. And then all of a sudden you think that research is work, it's not work. Let's take for instance what he was talking about about writing a book. Well, if you're researching all day long and you're never writing, what are you actually accomplishing? Start writing. Research is a specific time that you can do that will help you, but if you're just always, always researching, you're just procrastinating and it's not the work. You wanna write a book, sit down and start typing, start writing. You wanna start a business, sit down and actually start the business. You know, you wanna do a cooking show for TikTok? Well, you know what? Stop looking at other TikToks and you finally do one. Doesn't matter, just get it out there, press record. So many people are so afraid of being in front of the camera to start their new business, when all they have to do is just press record. Just put it out there. Stop worrying about what the other people think. That's another lesson that really hinders people to being successful. They're so worried what other people will think. Who cares what they're thinking? Who cares? Majority, 90% of them can't even get in front of the camera to do anything, let alone here you are putting yourself out there and you're worried about what they're going to say. Do it. Do what makes you happy. You want to start that cooking show? Do it. Start recording. Put a camera. You don't have to have all the fanciest equipment. Just do it. Do the work. Stop with the research and get down to business. And business is serious. It's not playtime. You know, so many of us, you know, we mix business with pleasure. No good. You know, Jim Rohn always says, when you're at the beach, be at the beach. Don't bring your laptop to the beach. Stop doing work and answering emails at the beach. You're at the beach, enjoy the beach. But when you're at work, work. It's not playtime. Work is serious business. And it took me a long time. It took me over 10 years to start figuring out things like this. You know, it's not all of a sudden it clicks. Why? Because you have to want to change. Even though I was listening to these things, I never let it sink in and said, okay, sit down now and do the work. Sit down and apply everything that you've done. Why? Because I made excuse after excuse. Whether it was because of my relationship, 
whether it was because I was being lazy, whether it was because I was afraid or fear, because fear, let's, let's face it, fear will destroy people. Fear is the biggest, and I don't care what anyone says, it is the biggest crusher of dreams, fear. Fear of what other people think, fear of failing. You can't succeed unless you failed, right? They go hand in hand. I was listening to Steve Jobs one time talk about how him and Steve Wozniak was in his garage and they kept failing at making the Apple computer until one day they actually did it. Like Thomas Jefferson with the light bulb, I think he failed 999 times. If he would have stopped right there, then what? The light bulb would never have been invented. And then finally, the thousandth time, it worked. Think about if he would have stopped. Once you stop, you're done. Once you stop doing and chasing your dream, your dream will never come to fruition. You never stop. You keep going. You keep grinding. It doesn't matter. You look at anyone who is successful, they don't look at, they don't cherish the success now that they're living in more than when they reflect about the grind it took them to get there. The grind. That's where the action is. Grinding it out. You see an actor going to those auditions, failing, telling them no, no, no. No again, and then no again, but never giving up. And then finally, one day, gets the breakthrough, he or she. But what do they remember most? Those days of waking up, remembering the monologues, going to the auditions, getting told that they're not good enough, but not quitting, going back, rehearsing, getting a new monologue, doing it again, doing it again, and doing it again. You cannot give up. And then if you really want change within yourself, and you're really sitting there and you're down, well, then you're going to have to look in the mirror and say, enough is enough. Watch this clip from Steve Harvey. This here, I think, is the best because what he says right here is the God's honest truth. Here, watch. I am tired of myself. When you say I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, that's the facilitator of change. That's when you're ready to say these words, no more excuses. And that's the truth. You have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. You have to be sick and tired of being, fa being a failure, being lazy, not getting up and chasing your dreams. You have to look at yourself in the mirror and you have to be honest with yourself because honesty is what's gonna get you through it. Because how many times that we look in the mirror and say, that's ah, okay, I'm doing okay. No, you're not. You're 50 pounds overweight, you look like crap. What are we talking about here? You know it, everybody else knows it, stop it. Okay, get on a diet. And that's the most important thing, in my opinion. You have to have a health plan. Because without your health, you are absolutely nothing. Nothing. It doesn't matter. Let me read you this quote right here. <clears throat> this is from Michelangelo. This one really hit, hit home to me when I was doing my research about self-development. And that's what you have to constantly do. You have to every day. How am I bettering myself? How am I able to every day sit there and say, today, I made progress. And with that progress, tomorrow it's going to be even better. I'm going to, you know, continue it on to the next day, right? Watch, you know, let me read this quote to you. Michelangelo, the greatest danger for most of us is that our hopes, is that not that our hopes are too high and we miss them, but that it is too low and we reach them. I'll, I'll say it again, I, I botched it. The greatest danger for most of us is not that our hopes are too high and that we miss them, but that they are too low and we reach them. Think about that here, right? 
putting your dreams to a point that are extraordinarily high, extraordinarily high, what does that do? It gives you that motivation to keep trying every day. It's like what, when I said earlier, having it, being in a group of runners that are all faster than you, right? Now you're setting your goals to be even better. But when you just set your goals at a low level and you actually reach them, that's when you need to be concerned because that's when you start settling. Never settle, never settle. Always strive for greatness. Every single day, you want to better yourself. What are you going to do? And one of the ways to do that, and, and this is something new that I've been doing too, keep a journal. Keep a journal, right? I've been using this app called Evernote. I'm not even getting paid for it or anything like that. It's this app that you can use and it syncs with your phone, with your laptop, with any Apple or you know Microsoft device, whatever, Android device, Evernote. And every day now, I have tasks that I have to now achieve. And I'm telling you, once you start doing that, that effect, you'll start now getting into a groove. Every day, I completed this, I completed that. And then you're gonna wanna do more and more. And again, what is that doing? What is that showing yourself? Progress. And again, without progress, and this is what Tony Robbins always says, if you're not progressing, then you're not living. And it's the truth. All right, so listen, we're gonna wrap it up here. October 19th, if you get a chance, go to our YouTube channel, subscribe to our YouTube channel if you have any comments or anything or anything that I'm listening to or if you want to share any of the motivational books or tapes that you're doing or have any questions about the books that I'm listening to or motivational tapes that, and I say tapes like it's 1980s, but you understand what I'm saying, motivational speakers, drop them in the comments. I'll answer them immediately. Also, take a look at these, this new thing that I'm doing, which brings me more joy than anything because I'm spending time with my daughter and I'm actually having a fantastic time. And it's these food reviews. You can search us on TikTok and on Instagram, on Facebook. It's the Kozo Crew. It's my daughter and myself. And we go all around, all over the country, right? Whether in Chicago, in Philadelphia, in Alabama, and we do food reviews. New York City, we've done, you know, multiple you know restaurants in New York City. We're heading this weekend to Penn State. We're gonna have a great time. We're gonna check out the game. We're gonna do a documentary about game day at Penn State. We're gonna do food reviews in Penn State. It's gonna be freezing, but whatever. But again, why am I doing this? Because I wanted my life to change. I wanted more happiness in my life. I wanted to start doing things that I enjoyed doing. Now, I don't know what's gonna come out of this Kozo Crew thing, right? Who knows? Maybe someone picks us up. Maybe the Food Network picks us up. But you gotta be in it. Because if you're not doing and you're not progressing, Again, you're just dying or just waiting around to die. All right, again, the Kozo crew on the IG, on Facebook, on TikTok. Subscribe to our show here. We're also on Rumble. Follow us there. And with that being said, October 19th in the books. I'm out. Peace. Hey, this is Crazy Robin. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the show.